Welcome back to the Health Freak Podcast, everybody, your favorite resource for all things health and wellness, where I'm going to be bringing you inspiring, fun, insightful, and thought-provoking conversations with professionals in all different fields of health and wellness, as well as solo episodes with me, where I will be discussing topics that I feel are really important and really helpful in allowing us to live a better, healthier, and more mindful life and have a better existence overall. And, you know, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you love sitting down and listening to me, your favorite potty mouth podcast host. And let's get right into today's episode, which I am very, very excited about. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm excited for today's episode. It's been a hot minute since I have done an episode. I think it's been about three weeks since I've put one out, which sucks for me because I really wanted to be more consistent with this. But, you know, it is what it is, life and all that stuff. So today... We're going to be talking about spirituality. And we're going to talk about kind of what that means, even though, you know, there are probably many different definitions of that word, depending on who you are and how you embrace it. But we're going to talk about what it means to be spiritual, how you can start to get in touch with your own spirit and how we can start having and developing and maintaining a spiritual practice and why you would even want to do that, especially if you're somebody who's never even thought about that and didn't, you know, doesn't consider yourself a quote unquote spiritual person. So this is a word that we hear a lot. And some of you may have already had or have some spiritual practices in your lives, in your everyday life. And some of you may have never even considered this word. You know, you never even thought about what it means or it having a place in your life. And maybe you have spiritual practices that you've let fall to the wayside recently, like myself, which is a big reason why I wanted to do this episode, because I feel when I've been neglecting this part of my life, because I start to get more easily frustrated and more anxious and way less patient and just like an overall feeling of stagnant energy, I guess you could say. And I had been maintaining certain practices, certain rituals each day, every day of my life. And it was making such a huge difference for me. And I kind of let it slip about maybe two or three months ago. And I could feel that. And, you know, I give myself the excuse of like not having time and the baby needs me and blah, 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 blah. But deep down, I know that I'm so much better. I'm so much better for myself and the baby and Joe and my clients and the world. You know, I'm just so much better when I maintain these practices. So with that said, we are going to talk today all about this. And hopefully by the end of the episode, you'll have a better idea of what it means to be in touch with your spiritual side and how you can get started if you've never done anything like this before and why you would even want to. So personally, I would define spirituality if somebody asked me for a definition as the personal path to and the process of finding peace within ourselves. So a way to clear a path to our purpose and a means to clarity. And to add to that, we can say it's the recognition of something greater than ourselves and our souls need to connect to that. So for some people, it may be through religion. You may, you know, call it God or call it Buddha or call it the universe or call call it source energy. But spirituality helps us connect to ourselves, to our soul, to our spirit. And it helps us break free from attachment. So attachment to physical and material things, as well as systems and beliefs that have been forced and thrust upon us by society, by media, by politics, etc. So we become more equipped to think freely 
to live authentically, to become present and mindful in our lives and in what we do each day and to allow our presence, when we are present, we allow our presence to be a light for others on their own spiritual path because we are all on our own spiritual path, whether you are active in that or you haven't even become aware of that yet, but we are. All of us have a spirit and all of our spirits are on their own path. So for some of you guys, you might be listening and you might hear this word spirituality or hear people say, I'm spiritual and immediately picture like yoga mats and dreadlocks and candles and deep meditations and all this woo-woo type stuff. And you know that holds for many people, it does involve those things, but I wanna make it clear that you do not need to live in seclusion on a mountain or have tapestries all over your home or anything. You don't have to have or do anything specific in order to find your spiritual path and to nurture that. So we're all individuals, you know, if if you're a loud, wild, you know, boisterous, flamboyant person, that's amazing. If you're a lawyer, a very serious person, if you're a doctor, if you're introverted, if you're extroverted, if you're an artist, you know, if you're a convict, it doesn't matter. You know, you have a soul, you have a spirit and your your individuality is exactly what is going to help you find your own spiritual practices and to help you maintain them because it's going to be personal to you. It's going to be close to your heart, to your soul. So as we will discuss, opening your heart to your soul's spiritual journey will help you accept and invite change into your life. So if you've never tried or enjoyed yoga, who knows, maybe you will start it again and you'll fall in love. Maybe not, but that's okay. There's nothing to be expected from you when you know embarking on this spiritual path or developing spiritual practices. You don't have to think to yourself, well, I'm going to become somebody who meditates 20 minutes twice a day. Like Maybe you will, and that would be amazing. But like I said, this is a journey, and you have to start somewhere. And I'm not here to tell you exactly what you have to do because this is not my journey. You know, I'm on my own path and you're on yours. So I'm here to kind of encourage you to start thinking about this and to give you some tips that help me in times such as now where I'm trying to get back on my own track and just to explain to you a little bit of why you might want to do this. Um, And to be honest, even writing out this episode, scripting it out for myself was so it was therapeutic and it was spiritual and it it helps me to remember like as I'm writing the words and the thoughts are just flowing and flowing and I'm getting more and more excited and passionate to share this with you and to apply it to myself because it's like these things kind of fell out of my head as I got wrapped up in my life and in my responsibilities and in work and all these things. Um, so writing this out to have it in front of me to share it with you it, it invigorated me even more than it already was. So I'm super excited to share all of this with you. And I hope that this helps you to see more clearly that spirituality is for everyone. You know, people <laughs> have always been like, well, I'm religious. Well, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Like we all have a spirit. So being spiritual is your active way to try and connect to that and to nurture that. So this all sounds great, right? But where do you start? If you're completely new, if you're listening to this because you're curious or you you just want to know and you've never done anything that you would consider spiritual before, where do we start? I'm going to give you some tips or some ways that you can start down your own spiritual path. And, and once you begin to open your mind, you may discover more ways to practice spirituality 
in your own everyday life in ways that align with you and who you are and your life and your intentions and your purpose. So there are infinite, endless ways that you can practice spirituality in your life every day. And I'll give you some, you know, maybe more specific examples. And I'm actually going to put all of this information on my website for you to download. And it will be on the website in the show notes in the podcast section of the site as well. So you can refer back and read through it. And I might be jumping around a little bit on this one, but I want to just talk to you for a minute about some ways you can begin to acknowledge your spirituality and to start to access it without feeling pressured into things you may not be comfortable with yet or even know really what to do with yet. So the first tip is to start small. So don't think that you need to completely change who you are or your core beliefs, you know, in order to become in touch with your spiritual side. You know, you don't have to start doing things that feel confusing or abstract. Like I said, you don't have to you know, dive into a 10 pack of yoga classes. I mean, try things out. That is another piece of advice that I'll just sneak in right here. Don't be afraid to try things. If something calls to you, go for it. Try it. You have nothing to lose. But, you know, start small. You don't have to overcommit yourself to changing your entire life, you know, overnight. Start small. You know, think of one or two things that you want to start doing and that call to you and just hit the ground with that. The next Uh, tip I have is a little more specific and it's just to be quiet. So each day, if you can sit quietly alone for five to 10 minutes a day or twice a day, it would be great. And during this time, just simply focus on your breath. Don't make it any more complicated or put any more pressure on yourself than that. Just simply take the time away from any stimulations like your phone or social media or TV and instead focus inward and just sit in silence and breathe. Yes, you are gonna think, your thoughts are going to flow. Just let them flow. You might um, be, you know, harping on one specific thought or something you have to do. And when that happens, and this, you know, kind of is in the same realm as meditation, but before you can even think about that, I just want you to sit quietly with yourself, with your thoughts. You're going to think that's what the mind does. The mind doesn't stop thinking. It's okay. But just focus on your breath during this time. Take deep breaths in and out and just focus on the air coming in and out of your body as best as you can. And that's why I say just start with five minutes or 10 minutes. Don't put pressure on yourself other than to sit in silence with yourself alone and breathe and commit. My third tip is to commit. So whatever it is that you're going to do, whether it's meditation, whether it's a yoga class, whether it's journaling, whether it's a long walk in the morning, playing music, um, dancing, singing, whatever it is, commit to it. So this may be the hardest part because you need to create discipline and you need to create time in your day for this. And we're a go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle society. And we feel shitty when we're not go, go, go. But, you know, your spirit needs nurturing too. And I'm telling you this to also remind myself because this is something that I'm so guilty of is not not taking that time. So commit. And whether it's your 10 minutes of silence each day to start off, commit to that. Commit to those 10 minutes each day because it's going to be so, so beneficial. And do it every single day. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, every day. The next tip is to be kind. So practice kindness and compassion. So trying to remember to be kind to others, you first need to learn to be kind to yourself, right? We all know it's important to be kind to other people, to not be a shitty person, but we have to be kind to ourselves. And this is so much easier said than done because I know we all have things about us that we like cringe and we hate and we regret 
but you have to learn to be kind to yourself. So if there's a day, for example, when you are just not feeling it and you're just like, I'm so tired, I didn't sleep, but I have to do this and I got to get this done and I should do this and I should do that. It's okay to rest. So taking that time to rest is being kind to yourself. And it's also being kind to yourself to say, well, I have energy today and I have this great idea that I'd love to get going on. Should I do that or should I just be lazy? Being kind to yourself is nurturing your ideas and nurturing your passion. So be kind to yourself and be kind to other people. And this will help you connect to how you really actually feel. So if something that you're doing in your life doesn't feel right to you, no matter how you know rational it is or logical it is or how much sense it makes on paper, if it doesn't feel right to you, don't do it. That's being kind to yourself. Don't force yourself to do things that you don't want to do. Would you do that to your your child or your best friend or your sister? No, right? So don't force yourself into situations you're not comfortable with. It's okay to say no. That's being kind. So practice being kind to yourself. Practice being kind to other people and having compassion. The next one is my favorite one. It's be grateful. This is something that helped me so much. And when I was consistently practicing gratitude and writing down my gratitude list every single morning. This is one of my things that I'm getting back into because it helped me so much. It changes your life. It really, really does. So to practice gratitude, to be grateful, focus on what you have rather than what you lack, but be grateful for the small moments during your day. So when I was writing my gratitude list every morning, I would do it in the morning because I would remember the things that happened the 24 hours previously. And it could have been anything. I remember one day I wrote down, I'm grateful that Joe warms up my gloves in the truck before I got in to drive. Like something so small, but so thoughtful. I was grateful for that. And this helps you because when you start to accept and be grateful for these little moments throughout the day, you start to seriously look for beauty and look for things to be grateful for every day. And you start to really just appreciate so many more things in your life. You appreciate your food. You appreciate where it comes from. You appreciate how it tastes and the time you or somebody took to prepare it for you. You appreciate, you know, little moments with your kids or with your family or by yourself or a job all done that you, you, you accomplish and you, you start to literally look for things to be grateful for. So look around you and acknowledge all the abundance around you. So like I said, your family, your friends, your home, your food, an able body that is able to move and that is healthy. Um, having a good hair day, you know, something to be really grateful for. Uh, good music, like, oh man, there's nothing better than just putting on some amazing music. Nothing can lift my mood like music. It's amazing. And I know you guys feel that way too. Who doesn't? Good movies, good books, good art. Write down three to five things, 10 things, 100 things, whatever it is. Write these things down that you're grateful for each day, and it'll help you recognize abundance and joy in your everyday life. My next tip is decide who you want to be. So sit down and think about that. You know, are you currently in your life presenting yourself as who you really want to be? Who do you want to be? Consider the qualities you have that you'd love to amplify. Think about how you would like to respond to life's circumstances and stress, you know, and the impact that that change could have on your life and in your, you know, your family's life and the people around you. Practice these thoughts and behavior patterns. Practice being you know, I hate to say this because it's so cliche, but really the best version of yourself. And this is something, again, that I can relate to because I said, when I am neglecting my practices, I suck. I do. I'm just like impatient and I get frustrated and I just like nitpick at other people and at myself. And luckily, I've been able to kind of, 
you know, realize that I need to get my shit together before I started becoming like really nitpicky. But you start to become and act like the best version of yourself when you decide who that is. And you take the time to really think about that. And in order to do that, my next tip is to assess yourself. You have to observe yourself. You have to observe your thoughts and your behaviors and your patterns. And you have to do this without judgment. So, you know, to say, you know, for example, myself, okay, I've been a little bit on edge. I'm not judging myself. I'm just, I'm not saying, Kelly, you know what? You really, you're a bad person. You suck. You know, you don't deserve to get yourself back on track because you just suck. No, I'm not judging myself. I'm just observing. So do it without judgment. And it may not be pretty, you know, it might not be your ideal version of yourself. You might not like what you observe, but you have to accept who you are right now and trust that you are able to change. So change cannot occur without awareness. Okay. Change can never occur without awareness. If you're not aware of what's wrong or what, of what you would like to change, how are you ever going to change that? The next one is something we probably all have been feeling is community. You know, we have been feeling a lack of community. So to surround yourself with people who are also focused on bettering themselves and people who support you, people whose presence in your life does not cause you to question yourself. People who you can be around and you know that you can just be yourself and you can talk about these things if you want to. You know, you don't want to start saying, hey, guys, like I'm on my spiritual journey and I'm feeling great and this and that. And they're like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? It's okay if your friends don't get it. But if you can find some people to surround yourself with that do get it and that are just open and that support you, like I said, um, that would be amazing. And once you start a little off this tip, whatever, but once you really start getting into developing these spiritual practices and realizing how important they are to you or as they become more important to you and you start to experiment with different things, like I keep giving an example of like a yoga class or anything like that, you're going to naturally meet these people. You're going to draw them in and that's the law of attraction. Okay. So the next tip I have for you is another one that I love, which is to write. So journaling, journaling is such an amazing tool for self inquiry. Okay. It, you know, each morning, if you can do it in the morning or at night, it doesn't matter, but take 10 to 20 minutes and just write. It does not matter if you're not even sure what to write about, just start with your thoughts at that moment and let it flow. So again, this is my favorite way of uncovering my conscious thoughts, my unconscious thoughts, and it allows us to get to know our own psyche. Like once you start writing and you start writing and you start thinking and feeling and letting it out, you might be surprised at what comes out and what you have actually realized about yourself. Um, and it's so therapeutic too, because sometimes you might just be like a ball of emotion. This is why I love journaling, because a lot of times we have these emotions that we need to address and that we need to maybe talk about with other people or that we need to physically act on and do something about. But a lot of times we just have thoughts that linger stagnantly in our minds and we need to get rid of them. So for me, when I write them down, like I write down all the things I'm stressed about, like I just write nonsensically like all over the paper, I feel so much better and I can just literally let it go. I can just literally leave it on the paper and let it go. It's great. So I would definitely recommend that you start doing this. It doesn't take much time. It doesn't take anything more than a pen and a paper. The last tip I have right now for getting started and what you can do to get started is to accept change. Change is the only constant, right? It's really the only constant in life. And so any kind of practice requires change and you have to invite change. 
It can be scary and totally uncomfortable, but you just have to go with it, okay? It can be so amazing and it can lead you to opportunity and to be right where you belong. The best thing, think about your life. The best things have happened through change, right? Yes, I'm sure the worst things have happened through change and through transition, but the best things come from change as well. And you have to accept that and be open to that and invite that, you know, you have to invite change because if you didn't want to change, you wouldn't even be listening to this and saying, okay, what can I do? Okay, so now that I gave you some tips that helped me kind of get into the swing of things when getting into spirituality and developing our practices, we're gonna talk about why you may want to do this why you may want to start getting in touch with yourself in this way and why you want to start on your own spiritual journey, especially if you are totally new to this and are still feeling a little bit confused or not quite sold on the idea, honestly. So a spiritual practice, the keyword being practice, you know, something that you do regularly, daily, something of great importance to you, a priority, a spiritual practice can do so many things for us. So it can provide clarity. In the midst of overwhelm and overwhelming situations, it makes you sharper. It makes you see and think clearer. And it wipes the fog from your mind's lens because you, you're able to tune things out around you. Not, not day one. You might not, you know, you might start journaling first day and you're like, well, I can still hear some bullshit around me. That's okay. But over time, as you start to get to know yourself and get in touch with yourself and tune inward, you can also tune out a lot of the noise and the chaos and the bullshit around you and really hear hear yourself from within. So it provides some clarity in that way. You also become more aware. Your awareness becomes elevated. You become more able and more readily willing to give attention to important tasks. Spirituality and spiritual practices also make you happy. It lifts your mood and it helps you access your own happiness more easily. So like I said before, when you're in the midst of chaotic situations and overwhelming situations, it helps you to access your happiness that you always have that's ready and willing for you. It helps you access that and it can create for you a sense of calm and steadiness in the midst of change. Like I said, change is going to happen. Change is always constant, but change and transition are very stressful. When you are listening to yourself from within. And once you get to know yourself in that way, you can really feel calm and steady in those situations because you know that you are equipped with what you need to get through it. It helps you remain grounded and centered. Practicing spirituality also gives you perspective. So you become able to view your life on a macro level. And that means it helps you see the bigger picture. You know, we talk about this a lot in life, the bigger picture, the bigger picture, and it helps us stop zooming in so much on these tiny, you know, on the minutia of every day and these little tiny problems and helps you see the bigger picture, it helps you see what's really going on around us. And it actually also helps you understand your life on the micro level as well. So it cultivates a deeper and more intimate relationship with yourself, okay, with yourself internally, because it helps you become present. Again, we hear this word present all the time, right? But I think it's so important. And I think it's important to acknowledge the simplicity of the moment you're in. And that's what being present means. So when you practice your spirituality, when you have these practices that mean something to you, it helps you stay present in those moments. Like I said, being grateful, right? To say, oh, look, my daughter's walking, but not just that, she's getting faster and she's getting more brave and she's going for more things. Like in that moment, instead of saying, what do I have to do later? I'm saying, look at this adorable little girl go. She's really running, wow. 
Being present also means that you're not lost in the past, right? Past mistakes and regrets and shoulda, coulda, woulda type thoughts. And it helps you stay out of the fear of the future, right? Anxiety, right? That's pretty much what anxiety is. We're always worried about things. We're worried about what's going to happen next. It helps you stay in the moment because you only have that moment. The past is gone, right? And the future is the future. It's not even here yet. What do you have but the present moment? And as humans, we are conditioned, I feel like, to worry. And we're not so conditioned at this point to be present. But we have to practice that. And I keep saying this word practice because this all is a practice. It's like learning an instrument, right? You're not going to get good at it if you don't do it every day. And if you don't focus on those little things that you're not great at. Like maybe you say, okay, well, I practice gratitude every day. Got that down. It's changed my life. I go to yoga all the time. I'm trying to apply the practices and the principles of yoga to my life and not just do it for the postures and the physical benefits. That's beautiful. But if I have a problem staying present and if if beautiful things are happening around me and I'm on my phone, I'm on Instagram, or if I'm worrying about tomorrow, or if I'm thinking about what I have to make for dinner, I'm not very present. And like I said, when you are, for example, learning an instrument and you know that, okay, you understand this music, you understand how to play this, but you you have timing issues or rhythm issues, you better put your metronome on and practice that because you're not going to get better without nailing that down. So this is all a practice. And that's what I, you know, I want you to understand is that be patient with yourself. Like I said before, be kind to yourself. It's okay that you might sit down and say, I'm going to meditate today, pop on a guided meditation, and still you don't feel great afterwards. That's okay. You know, you did it and tomorrow you're going to do it again. You have to commit to that and commit to practicing being present. And above all, spirituality connects us to our true spirit, right? The root of the word, it reveals our spirit to us. And we can start to receive our own intuitive messages by opening up ourselves to our own divinity. You know, we all have divinity inside of us and we can start to see the light within us. We start to trust ourselves. You know what I mean? When we stop focusing on everything outside of us and we focus on what's within us and we listen, we are connected to our spirit at that point. And that is what spirituality is all about. And really, that's what this all comes down to. So personally, I believe that everything we need is within us. Every solution that we need to come up with is inside of us. And spirituality is the tool that helps us to see that and to recognize that and to unlock that. And your spiritual practices are personal. They're deeply personal and they're yours. So again, whether it be meditation or yoga or dance or singing or journaling or playing music or painting or running naked through the forest, whatever it is, it can help you see and to actualize your soul's purpose. And you start to, you know, you can start to show up in the world as who you really are. So how many of us, you know, show up to work or to a social situation or just wake up and live our lives as who we think we should be, right? Who, what we think we should look like, who, how we think we should act. Oh, I'm a mom. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should make this much money. I should have this type of job when I feel so overwhelmed with those thoughts. And all I really want to do is be of service to people. Okay. So this can help you recognize your soul's purpose. And to me, I think we should all be of service to others in whatever way that is. And as I 
start to reacquaint myself with my own practices, I ask myself, who do I want to be? Who do I want to show up as? And what does my presence communicate? Do I embody compassion? Do I communicate compassion? Does my presence make other people feel safe? Does it make them feel free? And that's where I start. And if this is completely new to you and just seems like a lot, if you're a hustler, a nine to fiver with no time to eat dinner, let alone try and access your inner spirit, then this is especially for you. You can start with some of the suggestions I gave and eventually maybe you will feel called to try something else, something new and something that feels right to you because we are all spiritual beings. We all have a spirit and we have to access it and listen to it and embody it. You know, listen, we've all been experiencing some crazy shit since March, right? Like unprecedented times for our generation, but you know, and it's complete upheaval. That's what it feels like. But to me, and I stated this in March, I said, this is opportunity. Because whether you feel it or not, there is a major shift happening around us. There is a major shift happening collectively and globally. And whether you feel it or not, it's happening. And so during this time, I think we've all started to question our reality, right? We've all started to to say, like, for example, Zoom, right? Like we're all working on Zoom and we're we're like, wow, I don't I can still work. I can still do this and not be in person. So we're starting to question our reality, how we want to live, where we want to live. So many people are moving. I mean, we're getting ready to move in the spring and we weren't going to move for another four or five years. But now things are different and we want to do what's right for us now. So yeah, there's a shift happening and we're questioning our reality. And like I said, we're questioning how we live, where we live, our jobs, our relationships, our leadership, everything. And this is part of that shift internally and externally because we've all been forced to live day by day, moment by moment. We're not sure of what's next, right? So what parts of yourself, this is what I ask myself, what parts of yourself have you observed during this time that you like, that you love? that you want to keep, you want to maintain and nurture them? And what parts have you observed about yourself that you want to completely let go? This may feel weird. It may feel weird to say, I'm going to start down this path and and do this because <laughs> as humans, we are addicted to suffering. We're literally addicted to suffering. We are so familiar with destructive thinking and patterns that it almost feels rebellious to find another way. But like I said before, I really want to encourage you to tune into yourself and tune out the noise around you, the chaos and nonsense. And if we all embrace our spirituality in whatever way that is for us, you know, individually, religion, not religion, whatever, then we can truly raise the vibration of the entire human consciousness. We really, really could. Like, look at all the crazy shit going on around us. Like, if everybody got on this level, if everybody started tuning in and saying, how do I want to show up? How can I better this world? How can I be better for myself? Things would change. You know, the, like I said, the vibration of our human consciousness would be elevated. Whew. So before I dig down any deeper into this rabbit hole, which I feel like I could do all day, I'm going to wrap this up and I'm going to leave room to elaborate more on this in the future, which I will be doing. And I really, really, really hope that this has inspired you to begin your spiritual practice, your spiritual journey, or get reacquainted with your practices like I am. Um, I'm excited to be sharing this with you 
And if you want to share anything with me, if you have questions, if you want to know what I'm doing, if you want to share what you're doing with me, if you need support, like I said, if you need that community, please reach out. Like I'm totally here for you. Send me an email, send me a message on Instagram, text me. Yeah, reach out. I'm here. And if you're somebody that is going to be going down this path and know that I'm with you and I'm excited and you guys should be excited too. I hope you are, and I hope you all do the best you can to take care of, of yourselves because it's so important now more than ever. Um, when are we going to have this opportunity again, right? Like <laughs> nothing is going to be the same, and that's such a good thing, right? Like why would we want things to be the same? Look at where we're at collectively, okay? So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, please let me know if you did. I hope you have a great day, a great week, and hopefully I'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Thank you guys so much for listening again. If you like this episode, if you like this podcast, please connect with me. I want to hear all about it. I want to hear what you're liking, what you're wanting to hear more of. Connect with me on Instagram and share, you know, screenshots, share in your stories, tag me. And if you really like the episode and the podcast, I would love and appreciate it if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave me some ratings and reviews, comments, anything you want. It definitely helps me to continue to build and grow on this platform, which I'm just having so much fun with. Thank you guys. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.